the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's so interesting. (laughs) Y'all wouldn't have any idea how many times we say that in a given day. Hey, it's Sarah and Len. And we wanted to kind of revamp our podcast here. This is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. And we're talking... And I'm like, you know what? Something we always say, and this is all because of Len, honestly, (laughs) all because of Len, is that's so interesting. When you find some of the most random, cool, different things you send me all day long, and it's stuff that we just don't have enough time to talk about on air. So this is the new revamped podcast. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think it's the way my brain works. We could be talking about one topic. We could be doing serious work. And then something else comes to my mind that I see an article I read before you know it. Change the topics. And most of the time you say, wow, that's really interesting. So that's so interesting. And I feel like it's not fair for it only to go to me (laughs) (laughs) because some of the stuff you said is so good and so interesting that I just felt it needed to be out in this big old world and for people to hear. And I know people are going to love it. I do have to ask you this question, though, because I text you and email you a lot different Mm -hmm. things during the day. You usually say email me because it'll fall too far down in my text. Yes. But I mean, what do you do with all of that stuff? Because you're a busy person. And sometimes (laughs) do you think, Len, it's just too much or yeah, yeah. but you know what i leave it all unread in my email yeah, yeah so when i do get time what i do is i go to all my unread emails from you and one by one i start to read them and sometimes it is like a good old month before i get to it but little by little i chuck away at them but this will be a good opportunity us having somewhere to talk about a lot of this stuff. Well, that's our hope. Our hope is that as people listen to our podcast, they'll look at the person next to them or they'll just think in their mind, wow, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I guarantee you, you will. I guarantee you will. So today we have three different things that we're going to talk about. And one of them is something that we've brought up a lot on the show recently. It's, it's fascinating. It's scary. It's happening faster than we can even imagine. It's AI. I think that you used all the right words there. It just depends who you talk to, Mm -hmm. right? For example, Mm -hmm. you would think Mr. AI would be Elon Musk. That's what you would think. Right. Right. So you would think if anybody is into and fired up about Mm -hmm. AI, it's Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. But when you read stuff or hear interviews from Elon Musk and he talks about AI, he kind of acts like it's the end of the world. Yeah, well, he's pushed back on it. I remember watching Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast probably a good three years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And he was really warning people about AI and what it can do and how it can take over. And yeah, you would think that he would be the opposite, but he's not. He's And there's a lot of people out there who have put warnings out with AI. Some of the 
top people designing it. And some people just think it's really, really cool. You were telling me about a conversation you would had with your daughter. She's only 11. I would think if you told an 11-year-old about AI and robots and all that stuff that they would go, oh, that's really, really cool. No, exact opposite. So ChatGPT is the newest AI search engine. It's just everything. You can sign up for an account. Len and I both have one for research purposes. That's right. <laughs> for research purposes. And I purposes. write poetry. I write haiku of poems on any subject with but I But I showed it to my daughter, Reagan. She's 12. And she and her friends want nothing to do with it. They were just appalled that you can just write a prompt in and then get a three-page, five-page, ten-page paper written right. for you in less than... 30 seconds, she less worked, than 10 seconds. She works hard, so it does all the work for her, and she doesn't like that because that's how she distinguishes herself by her study and hard work, so she yeah. doesn't want an AI to do yeah, everything. It made right? her angry, and it, right. and it makes me angry too, but one of the things that we've talked about is that it's it's coming faster than anybody can squash it, so what are we going to do to live around it? Because I, I can't believe the stuff that's happening. I just read an article that actually it was a church in Germany just used chat GPT, what I was just mentioning mm-hmm. to generate an entire church service. Oh, St. Paul's you, church yeah. in the Bavarian town of Firth, I think is how you say it. Um, they used the prompter in chat GPT to come up with a whole church service, including the Psalms and everything. It was a Lutheran church and generated totally by AI. See, that's a tough one because when you start to mess with spiritual things or church things, it makes you nervous. It may, In your mind, you think like, oh, the Lord wouldn't want us to do that. He would not want us to organize a church service with AI. But then you have to ask yourself, why would we think that? Why, right. I mean, what necessarily would be wrong with that if it's building people off, if it's making them feel better, if it's connecting them to each other and their faith and their dedication to the Lord. And you, you So in your mind right away, you're thinking this is bad, but then right. you have to say, why? Why is it bad? Right. I think that's the big thing. And you always challenge me to do this with everything mm-hmm. and to understand why you believe certain things is why. Right. And if you think something's bad, why? I always love that quote by Albert Einstein. If you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well enough. Mm-hmm. And that's true. If I can't really articulate why I think something is bad, mm-hmm. I don't really understand it then. Like as an example, if for a church service, let's just say, let's pick a city, pick a city in Northeast Ohio. Chagrin Falls. Okay, Chagrin Falls. Okay, so in, in a church. And so if you told chat gpt say write us a church song in the style of chris tomlin that would talk about the greatness of god but include lyrics that are local and pertain to my church in chagrin falls and you could have your own custom Mm -hmm. worship song that would sound like chris tomlin but it would just belong to your church what would be wrong with that i know that's what i'm saying that's why you have good points (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's something to think about, right? Right, Because it is. right off the bat, you think AI is bad. And I'm not saying it's good. So right. please well, don't go. We're just hashing it out through our That's brains. Right. That's right. But it's true. Like, why, if you, and, and 
these chat GPT services, you know what it's going to say mm-hmm. before it says it. Yes. So if you're like the main pastor who came up with the prompt, who came right. up with the service, you can review it. It's That's not, right. That's it's right. It's not like it's a surprise. To my right. understanding, at least, when I use chat GPT, you see what it's going to do. It's not a surprise. If you have to discuss something controversial to your congregation, you can say, and I remember, I'm not saying this. This comes from the from the AI. <laughs> now, that is interesting, though, the whole uh, spiritual part of it. Something else that I saw with AI, well, a couple of things that I thought was interesting. This is something we'll have to think about. Uh, I saw a list of jobs that might be replaced by yes. AI and some that won't. Anything that deals with numbers, math, sitting in a chair in an office could be replaced yeah. by AI. That's why my daughter doesn't like it mm-hmm. because she's she loves reading. She loves working on her academics, and it feels very attacked yeah. By AI in that in that realm. Now, meanwhile, if you're an electrician, a plumber, a bricklayer, working concrete, if you're a lumberjack, if you are a carpenter, you're good. I know. I'm up a crick because I can't do <laughs> much of anything. <laughs> like, I can talk. That's not good. And that's even oh, something boy. that's pretty scary. So AI has taken over and it's generating so, people's voices it did it with the beatles right well that's right uh i i tried it on my voice it sounded just like me i didn't yeah, like that i actually no erased good. that um so there's going to be a brand new beatles song and it's going to use ai i guess there's a real sketchy recording of a song that john lennon wrote as a demo before he passed away in 1980 it was a couple of years before that they found it and the recording was so bad that they could do nothing mm-hmm. with it but now they're able using AI to lift his voice and the whole song out of there. Uh, Paul McCartney is alive. Ringo Starr's alive. They're Beatles. They're making a new Beatles song. He says this will be the final or last Beatles song. And it's really AI. And it brings to mind, it's coming out in a couple of months. It brings to mind this whole idea. If you like the Beatles or you like Elvis, yeah, what would be wrong with the AI just making new Elvis songs, right? So it would sound like Elvis. It would have the rhythm and beat of Elvis. It would be updated to modern times. In Elvis, he could be a star along with Taylor Swift now. That's the reason I don't like that mm-hmm. is before Elvis passed, he didn't give for permission for that. Like if a star today, let's I'll use Dolly Parton for example. If she explicitly gives permission for yes. her voice to be used in the future for new songs and things like that, then I think, okay, well, she gave permission for her voice to live on. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's right for people's voice to live on when they don't have the opportunity to say, yes, it's okay. You know, then you can be put, you could be put on stuff that you don't believe in. You wouldn't have approved of. Or you wouldn't approve of. You know, that's fair. That's, so that's, that's why fair. I don't like that. Right. Same thing for movies then. You wouldn't want to see a star that had passed away years ago make a guest appearance in a movie because they might not have taken the role. Yeah. They may not have wanted that role. And you see these artists who sell their whole songbook collections for yeah. millions. And so- well, that's different. You sold your whole. That's a good point. Yeah. And so, it's different. That's different than, say, uh, you using a quote from um, Abe Lincoln, for example, for your cause when he might not have approved of it. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but that's true, too, I guess. I'm kind of, I do, I would not mind one more Beatles album. I know, you're like, you're like, ah, let's I, just I kind do of it. like that. Like, what would they do if they were still in their 20s 
and they would write songs in 2023, 20, what would it sound like? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, anyhow, that's AI, right? Yeah. Well, I know something one more of I probably could do without. <laughs> what? Did you hear they're doing more sequels to Avatar? Oh, I'll tell you what. This latest Avatar, Way of the Water, we waited over 10 years for that, right? And yeah. they have just released the schedule, not for Avatar 3, but for Avatar 3, it's coming out in 2025. Avatar 4 is coming out in 2029. Mm. And <laughs> Avatar 5 is coming out in 2031. 2031! I just, this is one of those scratch-your-head ones for mm. me. And I know we've talked about it before, but I just do not see the hype in Avatar. I it's like either. they are pushing it on us. They really want us to like Avatar yeah, for some reason. Yeah, what is about? What is that now about? I'm, start to, I'm starting to read into it a little bit, like, you know, I've never been suspicious to you. Just brought that up. But the best-selling movie of all time was Avatar 1. And I challenge anyone listening to us right now. Can you... All right, watch this. Watch the comparison. Mm-hmm. Name a character in Star Wars. Han Just Solo. Name, name another. Luke. Another. Leia. Now name a character in Avatar. <laughs> right? No. Do you see the point? Yeah. Okay. What's, yeah, what's good the, point. What's the Star Wars theme sound like? We all know that. Okay. What's the Avatar theme sound like? So the question is, why is it popular? You're so right. Right. Why is it popular then? Or is it popular? I think you just had a mic drop moment. But yeah, those movies do not need to be remade. And there are some good movie sequels. Like, I love watching a good movie, but that's just one of them. I they agree. need to do another Top Gun Maverick type movie. That was Agreed. amazing. Agreed. That was good. Well, just so you know, the last Avatar was named Way of the Water. The next Avatar movie, if you're looking forward to it, is called The Seed Bearer. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's all I need to know. <laughs> I'm good on that one. <laughs> but yeah, another Maverick, I'd be good with another two or three of those. Like Mission Impossible, I could watch those all day. I have never seen those. That's not true. You've seen those and I've not seen it? I know. You see more movies than me, but the Mission Impossible movies are show. They are wow. outstanding. Have you ever watched a movie recently that's terrible that you had to shut off because it was so bad? And I mean like bad, like it's just not a good movie. Um. Man, I, I can't say. You must have one in mind. Oh, yeah. Me yeah. and Michaela watched one last night. Yeah. I haven't turned a movie off because it was like, this is minutes of my life I'll never get back. Mm-hmm. It was called Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio. It was, it was the whole oh. idea of the comets coming down. Yes, yes. To, and the world's going to end because yes. of this comet and everyone's yes. like too busy because they're worried about what. They'd rather watch what Prince Harry and right, Meghan are right, doing. Right, 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 And you think, like, the idea of that is a cool idea because I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange movie. How long were you in before you turned it off? We watched, like, half of it, and finally I'm like, I, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to do something. It was bad. So I've, I've don't, mixed that, don't waste your time on that one. I had mixed feelings about that sort of thing. I used to be real judgy of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, this is horrible, oh, et cetera. I would be that Rotten Tomatoes critic. But then I thought, even a bad movie, how hard it is to make a movie. 
I know. And you got to put a lot of work into that. You got to raise money for that. You have to go on location. You have to edit it. And so I have to give them some props just for the effort. It's true. It's true. Which reminds me, and we're going to have to have a whole separate episode on this topic. But my girlfriend texted me that Nefarious is on YouTube for free now. Nefarious. That's oh, we talked a lot about that movie. Yeah, yeah. for those who have no idea, yeah, Nefarious. It, it, it basically again, we'll do a whole separate one on this. But Nefarious is it's a it's a Christian movie, and they made it. They said on purpose to look a little scarier than it probably really is because they wanted to reach out to a wider base audience. It was rated R, wasn't it? It was I think rated it was. R, mm-hmm. um, but there's really nothing that scary in it. It probably is not a true rating, and I know that is the rating, so mm-hmm. you know, be be cautious of that. But it is all about a gentleman in prison who's demon possessed, who comes in, and a psychiatrist comes in to evaluate if he's really, you know, something wrong with him. I've heard great things about it. I've heard every Christian should watch this movie. I have not seen it yet. But I did see it's free on YouTube now. I saw I saw a bunch of clips from the movie. I was impressed. It was really thought provoking. And like you said, we'll have to do a separate conversation on this. Once we see it, we'll uh, watch it and it, then But it's a reminder that um if you are a follower of God, that the influence the influence of demons in our world in the past and today that's a real thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that things are as crazy as they are in our world today. And our world has really gone crazy. And if you ignore that, you're kind of ignoring something that has been true for uh, the Christian faith mm-hmm. well since it began. And so, uh, I don't know, I think it's something that we don't take into account as much today, the fact that there is an influence, a real influence of forces of evil in our world. Yeah, I know. That just reminded me about movies, because mm-hmm. I love movies, and I don't know. I just can't do another Avatar. I'll probably see it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I know something you have to do today. You're, you're playing pickleball. I'm playing pickleball today. I feel like I talk about pickleball a lot, and I don't really mean to, because I know not everyone is into it. But it is getting more and more popular. Did you see that a bunch of people are buying up these old Bed Bath & Beyond stores yes. or Steinmart and different mm-hmm. places that have gone out of business and they're converting them into pickleball places I, to play? I think that's a really cool idea. You do talk about um, pickleball a lot in to quote you, I believe at one time you did say that pickleball is sweeping the nation. It is. <laughs> so sweeping I the nation. I will say that again. All right. So let me say this from somebody who has started playing pickleball. I really, really enjoy it. And I do see it out there a lot. But I'm surprised at how many people I still talk to. And I say pickleball and I think, man, they're going to be like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to talk about pickleball with them. And they have no idea. They've never heard of it. Yeah, I know. And that's why I try to like balance it out. But <laughs> I think it's good. So I want to mention pickleball yeah. is good for you because racket boards are so great for you. Fact. And it's one of those like my daughter plays tennis and we wanted to get her into tennis early. I know your girls play too. It's a sport you can play for life. Same thing with golf. Mm-hmm. I love having something athletic my girls can do, and they can play till they're 80 years old. And that is good, because you can play as a family, you can play with your friends. I think pickleball is uh, great, and if you drive around different communities, you might notice, 
areas that were tennis courts, Mm -hmm. they now take some of the tennis courts and they convert them to pickleball courts. You can't actually get enough pickleball courts for all the people that want to play right now. No, no. And like I said, it's it's so good for you with the like hand-eye coordination they say is great for your brain and all, all of that good stuff. You would not believe how much you work up a sweat too. I found it's, that too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's shocking. Um but I don't know. I just love it and it's easy to pick up. Like I couldn't get the serve down in tennis uh-huh. cuz I didn't start playing till I was yeah. older. Yeah. And I think that happens with a lot of people. Pickleball easy to pick up. I will tell you true confession. Uh, I played pickleball for the first time my wife Judy and I came out and played with your husband Ross and you and we started to play and it was a lot more I play sports. Yeah. And so it was a lot more exerting than I guessed, but I didn't want to let on. Because you I used to make fun of me. I had too much pride, so I was really winded, but I thought, I got to fake it, man. Yeah. This is, <laughs> and exhausted. the funny thing is, Pickle's been yeah. around for mm-hmm. a while now. It's been around. My mother-in-law is a big, she was a, a phys ed teacher in school for years, mm-hmm. and she actually helped write some of the state curriculum books years ago, and she wrote about pickleball in these books really? back in the early 90s. So it's been around. It's been around for a while. I will buy you a box of gluten-free kind bars if you can tell me where pickleball got its name. Well, it's highly debated, so I really can't tell you. Some people say it has to do with the uh, the guy who invented it's dog name was right. Pickle. That's right. But that's highly debated mm-hmm. if, if that's what it is. The other one has to do with rowing or something right. like that. Right, the shape of the boat or something. I thought that one was much more boring, so I'm sticking with the dog story. That I heard was less true probably. I know, but I it's know. a better so story. It's just, I don't know if we ever know. <laughs> I built the um, true story behind pickleball, but I built a pickleball court in my driveway. Not that I'm getting into it or anything like that, but my driveway is 20 foot wide. That's how wide a pickleball court is. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to build one in my driveway. So I taped it off. I painted the stripes. I bought a net. Cost about ninety dollars on Amazon. And we just play. And I tell anyone driving by, if you see us playing and you've got rackets in your car, yeah, just stop by and play. Yeah. Well, who knows? You are always inventing games up. Like this, this pickleball is invented by three dads living in Washington mm, State. Mm-hmm. I feel like the next big game could be from Len Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> so keep dreaming, Len. I, I like that. I, I like that idea. And by the way, pickleball equipment, you have to make the decision on whether you want to spend a lot for rackets or not. Because now that it's a thing, all of a sudden you go online and there's pickleball stuff. Yeah. They used to be just wooden rackets. You, you don't have to start off expensive. Like, yeah. I, yeah, you don't have to. Did you get the pickleball shoes that are just for No, pickle- I you haven't did not. yet. Then I can put the trigger on that. I'm going to soon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's so interesting. That is our first episode, just talking about some of the things that we find interesting during the week that we don't just want to keep to ourselves. We want to throw out there to you guys too. And you can get in on some of the conversations because it's just, you, we don't have the time to talk about it in the mornings, but we definitely want to talk about it. Yeah, I've got on my paper here a few things that we didn't get a chance to talk about today that I would like to talk about. I would like to talk about UFOs because that's a big Me thing right now. too. Right? I don't realize, I don't think people realize how much in the news 
UFOs are. Yeah. And my family has like zero interest when I bring it up. You know what, though? When they start speaking before the United States Congress, that indicates that something... I something know. is going on. I know. Right. So I do want to talk about that. And something we touched on here, seriously, uh, this is kind of heavy duty. But I do want to, because you and I have been studying in the Bible, I kind of want to talk about the influences of demons in our world. Yes. Yes. We are so going to talk about that. If we talk about that, some of the things we have to share with you will completely, they will blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. interesting. They're they so will. interesting. You need to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode because we have some really interesting things we're going to be talking about. Episode one, Len and Sarah. That's so interesting. Between the tall pines, oaks, and hickory trees lie memories of spectacular performances and sunsets. Good wine in good company. Beautiful melodies and birdsong. Summer Memories, brought to you by the Cleveland Orchestra. Time to blossom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.